welcome to another episode of Murphy Bob. Katrina Parker here. Uh, today we are talking about that movie Encanto. Uh, if you have kids, you've probably seen it and sung the songs many times. Um, and today with me, I have my good friend Astrid, who is going to talk about the movie with me. How are you doing today, Astrid? I'm doing good, Katrina. Thank you for having me. Yes. Great. So to give you a little bit of background, Astrid and I, we both went to Illinois State together. We're both human development majors. So um, it'll be kind of cool to have someone else who's kind of like in the same field as me kind of talk about these things. So um, why don't you tell our listeners about yourself? Thank you. Um, my name is Astrid Josefina Gomez. I use she, they pronouns, and I'm also Maya Kiche. Uh, my parents are born on Maya territory, and meaning that my dad is uh, also specifically Quiche Maya. Uh, Quiche is his first language. Uh, I live on Potawatomi, Kickapoo, and Peoria land, um, formerly known as uh, Western Suburbs of Chicago. And um, some of the work that I'm doing right now, I just got my license, um, an LSW, so licensed social worker. And I have a certification in addictions and alcohol and drug counseling. Um, right now, I'm doing um, some contract work with Comunidad Maya Pichanishin. It's a Maya agency based in Nebraska. So I work remotely in sort of like a mezzo macro level social work. So like research, editing and writing and working with other agencies that uh, work with our Maya community. Okay. So um, my next question is, oh, well, why don't you tell us about your interest? Thank you. I, I, I almost forgot about that part. <laughs> <laughs> so my interest, um, I'm really interested in spirituality. Um, I'm really into just, you know, healing my inner child, becoming my true self, um, doing the things I've always wanted to do. Um, my favorite things to do is uh, to go karaoke and dancing, something I was shy to do as a child and a teenager. So I'm becoming more comfortable and just doing those things because now I have money <laughs> to, to do them <laughs> and freedom. So it's nice. Okay. And um, why don't you tell us who are some of your own quirky icons and they can be real or fictional? So the first two I thought of, um, they're both cartoons. And the first one that came to mind was Bugs Bunny. <laughs> okay. My first... Uh, sort of, I was just so intrigued that he was so confident and quirky. And um, my second one is SpongeBob. He was always his true self. And I felt like my inner child was, or his inner child was like at the forefront of his identity. He was like mm -hmm. unapologetically like himself and like kind of broke gender barriers in my opinion, mm -hmm. um, more in touch with the, his feminine side. And even if it made people maybe not feel uncomfortable, but just question mm -hmm. it um so yeah those are my two favorites okay and who is your favorite character from Encanto and why so I had to pick two um okay. because uh they both connect with me uh Luisa and Mirabel uh Luisa because she's physically strong uh in the movie but has not the stereotypical feminine body which I really mm -hmm. liked She's also the oldest and shows that she has to take the burden of the family, you know, all that pressure. <laughs> mm -hmm. And 
I feel like her physical strength is a metaphor for how much generational trauma we take. Um, and as old as I feel like we're known to be the hero child. So we have to, you know, take on that heavy burden sometimes. Um, Mirabel, the protagonist is another favorite because I see my, again, inner child. I'm going to be talking about that <laughs> a lot here. Uh-huh. I see that with her and she's happy and innocent, but then like some of the family, um, I put like toxicity or dysfunctionality comes in, uh, takes some of her innocence away, her flame. Um, the part of the movie where she's excited to open the door, for example, uh, I see that her smiley slowly fades away and that made me tear up for the first time in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it just reflects how I felt like when I was younger, my true self and my personality was diminished. Yeah. Okay. So I also like Mirabelle. Um, I feel like, like growing up, I always felt like, well, I, I think it was just, that I couldn't see my talents I would always look at everybody else in my family and be like oh they can all do this and they can all do that and I can't um so I kind of identified with that and then also Bruno <laughs> because he's uh a bit of I mean he's like the outcast and you know people don't really understand him and I've kind of felt like that a lot in most of the different mm-hmm. circles that I've, I've been in growing up and then I saw like a um astrology side thing for Encanto and they said that Bruno is Aquarius like I am I'm like oh interesting <laughs> wow yeah I didn't know we could see their zodiac signs it's so interesting hmm. yeah I, see, I don't know who put it together but maybe they're just like looking at the person and they're like oh okay so I, I, don't, oh. I don't know how close to this but <laughs> I saw it on some site and I was like huh okay makes sense <laughs> <laughs> so um we're gonna kind of move into our next topic we're gonna just talk about a little bit of background of the movie so um did you get a chance to kind of like see like the kind of like the timeline of like the movie like um from the point to where Wayla loses her husband yeah it was interesting to learn more history um I'd like to be more interested in learning about history. It's just hasn't been uh, something of my particular interest, you know, like in high school. Yeah. But um, I did look into it. It's really interesting. It lasted three years, it seemed. Yeah, Columbia. it's called the Thousand Days War in Colombia. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I, I kind of looked Maybe. it up. It was like, I mean... Sad to say, it sounds like something that could happen here where it's like a political war against like conservatives and um, liberal thinking people. And um, this conservative guy won this election and the liberal people went against him. And then it just turned into this bloody war. Like a lot of people ended up dying. And um, they're thinking that it happened around that time. And then um, with Mirabelle, like when she's born, they, they think it's like the 1950s because they were able to point to just different things with the technology around the Encanto. Like, okay, this is probably the 1950s. Mm. That's a good cousin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, did you look at that video um, on, so like 
if you look on Disney Plus, there in the extra section, they talked about the familiar research team. I did. That was so nice to watch. I didn't know they made that or that that was available. That was mm-hmm. really nice to see them work together and just really kind of um, go outside of the the normal like work bounds. Uh, it just reminds me of some of the work I do in this contract job and um, where you just come together and talk and get to know each other and build relationships. And I think that's the core of what uh, Encanto is. And uh, I like that they came together for that because it, it shows in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I thought it was interesting that like everyone in there, like it, they weren't all from Colombia, but they were from just like different parts of the Latino community. But like they obviously had differences, but then they had like some commonalities and just like how the family structure kind of worked. Um, I know one of the people talking, like she was saying how she moved, you know, to do her job at Disney and um, it's hot was hard for her to be away from the rest of her family. And because like family is like so important. So they were saying like the idea of a movie being about an extended family was a big deal. Cause it's not really something that you really see in um, kids movies or just Disney movies in general. I love that part because I was thinking of um, Coco and trying to think if they portrayed they did portray extended family but not to this extent yeah so I like that they they mentioned that because I hadn't really thought about it it's just so normal to me um Mm -hmm. to see that extended family it's nice yeah and so I want to talk about Lin-Manuel Miranda like everything he touched just kind of like turns to gold I love Um, that (laughs) yeah so he you know did the songs in the movie and I think one that one day he's gonna win an EGOT, like or be. It's like when you win like all the different awards, like an Emmy, a Tony, um, Oscar. I think he's won two Grammys too. I saw. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So like he's 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 well on his way to nice. to do that. Um, what is it called? EGOT. So EGOT. it's like the initial of all the different awards. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I see. Yeah, there's only a few people. I think like Whoopi Goldberg is one of them who's like won all different work, all different awards for just working in different things. So like if you win that, you're like in everything. You're on Broadway, you're on TV, you're in movies. And she deserves it. I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's like a big deal if you if you achieve that as an actor. Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen like a lot of the mashups that they've done within Kanto and other women with Miranda projects. No. So yeah. Like, um, you, have you seen Hamilton? No, oh, it's one God. of my bucket lists. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Like, I almost want to say, Oh, we should watch it together. But I'm like, I'll, I would be annoying. And I, I would want to sing along. And it's like the first time you listen to it, or watch it like you should be able to watch without people like <laughs> stumping and clapping and doing dance moves. So yeah. you know it's on Disney Plus. Oh, take a listen. <laughs> and I I would have loved to seen it live, but mm-hmm. I think it's over, right? I mean, it's been years. So. Well, yeah. I mean, they, they're still traveling, and I want to oh. say it's still in Chicago. Really, I okay. think so. I'll have to look it up because. Yeah. <laughs> For a while, I was, I've never seen it live. I've only seen it um, 
on Disney Plus. And before that, I just listened to the soundtrack mm-hmm. oh, like every day for a couple yeah, of years. Yeah, I hear the soundtrack is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but I like that once you watch it, there'll still mm-hmm. be some surprises, which I won't won't share here. Okay, but, good. <laughs> <laughs> but for the listeners, like they've done like different mashups where like the um the like the family mighty got song uh where they're like mirabelle and then like she's like singing really fast they took like a song from hamilton um guns and ships and they like mashed it up together so with that song yeah oh there's a lot like i mean with all of his work like you can kind of mash up different songs from just because like there's hamilton there's in the heights um, I saw that one. So nice. <laughs> yes. Okay. Good. Because that was his first thing, his first Broadway musical in the Heights. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, he did that before mm-hmm. Hamilton. And then um they decided to make it into a movie. So and then um Moana, he did the music for that. So like if you Google Lemon Well mashups, you're gonna get a lot of cool stuff. So Ooh. like you haven't done that, listeners do that. Unless you haven't seen Hamilton yet, which you should see Hamilton. Or at least listen to the soundtrack. No, I mean, if it's on Disney Plus, I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you gotta watch it. And then you yeah. gotta let me know what you think. All right. Well, <laughs> so we're gonna go to our third topic. We're gonna talk about a little bit more about family trauma. My favorite. So, <laughs> tell me, what is your opinion of Abuela Alma? I didn't like her at first. Okay. Um, she seemed cold um, to everyone, but especially to the children, which I didn't like. Um, you know, they're innocent and nothing to do with, you know, our adult grudges and our past. Um, but as the movie ended, I saw, you know, like we all saw that what she went through and um, with her family, her husband and the war. Um, so I had a lot of empathy towards her. And I knew I would see that or have that <laughs> towards the mm-hmm. end, but. You know, my little child was just like, oh, I don't like her. Why is she so mean? Yeah. Um, and uh, sort of like the familia staff said from uh, the movie that she reminded me of my maternal grandmother mm-hmm. and my mom as well. Um, just, you know, sort of a little more serious, um, not the typical, I guess, American grandma you think of or see in movies, you know, mm-hmm. baking you cookies and like hugging you. Um, and I just seeing the grandmother's um, background and seeing where she's coming from just helped me again, reminded me of where my grandma came from and how she had to survive and she had to be strong for her family. Um, she couldn't back down for certain things. She was, you know discriminated against bullied and um but she was the rock of the family and so is my mother so you know there's strengths in some of the things and it just helped me reframe those things so it was nice um yeah (laughs) okay yeah that was great um so yeah I I too like I, I didn't like her either like just I don't know I, I've never really had like a close relationship with either sets of my grandparents. So like the coldness or just like the not being close is like, 
I identify with that. And I don't know, maybe I've just like worked through it. I'm just like, eh, okay. It is what it is. Um, but I will say, like, for the grandmother to admit that, you know, she was wrong and kind of change that I don't really see that happening with people who like, like, I don't know, I hate to come down on boomers and the greatest generation (laughs) people, but like, that's just a common theme that I've noticed that they don't like to apologize. They don't like to reflect and make changes. They're just like, it is what it is. Deal with it. You're being a baby or whatever. And, you know, so I thought that was interesting that she was able to be like, okay, I need to make some changes. I, I haven't, I haven't been right. You know, that was, yeah, it, it is. It was beautiful to see that, especially in a Disney movie that it is possible. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter how far we see the light at the end of the tunnel, it can happen. Um, I don't know. It, it kind of gave me hope too, that um, it just remind, I guess reminds me a little bit about how I, try to communicate with the elders in my family and to be vulnerable and open. Um, and I, I feel like, Mirabel, you know, like I, I try and try to like have them see it my way and, or just, you know, why don't you open up to me? And um, so I think some miracles have happened and mm-hmm. it takes work and it takes patience and kind of learning to let go of certain expectations. And yeah. <laughs> Now I'm getting too deep. A lot. Too deep oh no, you're not getting too deep. This is fine. This is this is perfect. <laughs> so I wanted to t- kind of talk about like the triplets, um, Lietta, Peppa, and Bruno. Uh, so like, what were your thoughts on them? Like, I guess like we'll start with um, Lietta, um, Mirabel's mom. Like, I I liked her because like even though like the grandmother wasn't treating her right, she still tried to like reaffirm that Mirabelle was important and it didn't matter to her that she didn't have powers. Yeah. I liked that. She affirmed that she was, I feel like she wasn't as at the forefront of the movie as other characters, Mm -hmm. but she was still important. Like you said, Um, to be completely transparent. I thought the triplets were the three sisters. (laughs) oh okay no that's okay so no so I was talking about because like the three babies that we see at the beginning that's um abuela's kids right yeah same time (laughs) like the other sisters yeah because like I I think they were the only like triplets everybody else is like single births right right yeah but um I thought I saw something where someone asked like you know if the mom if uh, Mirabelle's mom is able to heal people. Why didn't she heal Mirabelle where she didn't have to wear glasses? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that is, whoa. How do people come up with this? <laughs> There's a lot that of is- deep dive in here. And um, I think I want to say one of the writers said they wanted to create kind of like a hero or superhero who actually did wear glasses. And they saw what that, like the mother thought she was perfect just the way she was. So that's Aww. why she didn't want to like kill her. That's awesome. Like, yeah. Yes, I like, like that. Kids who wear glasses, they like have their hero. Yeah, me. I wore glasses since I was in kindergarten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So that, I've never that seen was you wear glasses. I have LASIK now. Okay. <laughs> because I, it was just, you know, done it for so many years. So mm-hmm. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so I want to move on to Peppa. Now that's the aunt that kind of controls the weather with her right. emotions. Like, what did you think about her? I loved her. She's just so, <laughs> I don't know, just hurt. Like, that's like who, like, I can't even put the words, but who she is in the inside is literally shown on the outside. Like she cannot hide it. People mm-hmm. will see everything. And it looks like it's a blessing and a curse because it affects everyone too. But I think it shows how we affect everyone around us, even if we don't know it. Um, or it doesn't show as much as this. But it she just reminds me of when I have like these anxious episodes of like, oh my God, what about this and that and that? And everyone's just seeing my chaos <laughs> and unfold. So I related to her a lot. Yeah. That I, I like how you said that, like everyone sees her emotions. Because like I feel like that sometimes where I, I don't have a good poker face. Like everyone's able to figure out if I'm sad or angry. And even though I think I'm putting mm-hmm. on a brave face, people automatically are like, okay, what's wrong? Even strangers. I'm just like, why can't I be able to hide <laughs> some things? Like I just, but yeah. I, I thought that was interesting that, and then um, her husband, Felix, he's not one of the trips, but I just like want to give him a shout out because like yeah. the way he like pumps his wife up, like, yeah. I love that. <laughs> Cause like, she was like, you know, we got married in a hurricane. He was like such a joyous day, but anyway, yeah. but yeah. I'm still on your side. We don't talk about Bruno, but like that was still a joyous day for me. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> he was a cheerleader and that mm-hmm. was so refreshing to see too like yeah, yeah. it's not <laughs> just like the the wife or the bride you know thinking about that day it was special for him too mm-hmm. that was cute and he was also always dancing and like being happy a lot day reminded me of some of my uncles yeah yeah, yeah. Cool. so I want to move on to Bruno we're going to talk about Bruno Yay, we have to talk about Bruno. Right, right. Like I said earlier, he is my favorite. Um, What are your thoughts about Bruno? Oh, I love Bruno too. Yeah, Mm -hmm. because he's just like the embodiment of like all the stigmas and the, 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 uh, like quote unquote, like other people that get kind of shunned from the family. I just thought of like, you know, um, let's say like, folks or daughters or sons, mm-hmm. um, children, adult children of parents who have mental illnesses, um, have to take medication, um, go to therapy, things, especially from families of color where that's not seen as normal. And yeah. so like, we have to fight through for that. And, um, and to see him kind of, I, I, I just felt like his vision seeing into the future was sort of like a reflection of like maybe someone with let's say schizophrenia who can mm-hmm. hear voices or you know and people from the outside are saying like what's wrong with him like but it's just something different and it's not something common that we see so we just we're scared of what we don't know like fear mm-hmm. and I just thought that was nice that it was shown like the the person who's not um, who's taken for granted and shunned from the family. I think there's always at least some part of us that might be shunned. And I think we can all relate to Bruno that way. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like, cause like the things that he were, he was like predicting. Um, cause like they, like in the end of the canto, like he says, like, I wasn't trying to mess up your wedding day. I was like trying to keep you from, you know, freaking out. And then, um, when the townspeople were like, he said my fish would die the next day dead. I'm like, it's a goldfish. Like he wasn't <laughs> going to live that long. And there's like all, all these other things that they were saying. It's like, well, I mean, that's something that will probably happen as you get older and life is so like, yeah, you're, you're going to lose your hair. And I think <laughs> a lot of times people don't like to hear their truth yeah. or, um, see like where they're going so like i think it's easier to just like shun and be like oh no you're just like oh get out of here with these bad vibes man mm-hmm. but i they could have seen it as like okay i need to prepare myself or you know the lady with the fish like maybe i'm gonna make this day with my fish the best because he's gonna leave me some or something like that <laughs> and also why is his gift seen as different or you know why do we fear it? And everybody else has, you know, these other crazy gifts too. Like, why is mm-hmm. his seen as different or yeah. bad, quote unquote? Yeah, because it, it it's because it's like the town and the mom they didn't see it as something that was serving the community. It wasn't making everybody happy. Mm, right. So that's why they were just like, "Well, this gift is worthless because it's not bringing us." joy you know right it also not to go off on a tangent but um (laughs) i might but to keep it short but it all just reminded me of kind of um what in the maybe maya community and under other indigenous communities of like our maya spirituality is seen as brujeria or witchcraft Mm -hmm. and you know it's kind of like looked down upon and different from other types of spirituality or even religions as Mm -hmm. not the um not essential or it's just very antiquated or quote-unquote bad but I don't know it kind of reminds me of that too like it didn't serve the community they didn't Mm -hmm. like it and so shunned away yeah Hmm. like do you think that like kind of happened because like was it because I would imagine was it like was it like colonized at one point by like western culture and they were like promoting Christianity was that like the case okay so yeah Christianity Catholicism took over Mm -hmm. but now we see some of it is integrated but Catholicism is still seen as you know the most important in the religion Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of churches on Maya territory on sacred Maya sites where um Maya folks try to put or try to do their little ceremonies and are shunned from the Catholic Church and that cannot do those practices there, even though that's our land. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, love Bruno. <laughs> yeah. That's really interesting. I'm glad you went you went there because I, I mean that's it's something to think about because I, I I've heard that so much with like a lot of other cultures that have been westernized or um I saw something about um, like this, like African, like spirituality that um, is kind of like hidden in Catholicism. There's like certain practices that they do, but they still try to keep some of the old in there. So Mm -hmm. like, I mean, that would be interesting to kind of like 
get into a little bit yeah. more. Yeah, that's so nice to hear. Yeah, like I think that's just a reflection of how our communities have tried to survive, you know, to integrate them. And mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And that's cool. Like my next bullet point was like other points that you can make and you've already kind of did that. So oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was one of my points too. Yeah. The other fun point I wanted to make, and I was just like cheering out loud. I was like almost screaming mm-hmm. when I said like the kids with the coffee. Oh my gosh. Like the little what in the beginning when Maribel's singing about her family, the mm-hmm. three children from the community, the town are coming in this. There's that one little kid with coffee and he's just so hyper. Mm-hmm. Um, it just made me laugh because when the first few times I would go um, to my territory, I would see like my little cousins and everyone. We, we would like drink coffee in the morning with uh sweet bread or pan dulce. And I was just like, why are the kids drinking coffee? And it's like very like, um, Ralito, like, uh, uh, it's not potent. You know how we make coffee here. It's just really watered down, mm-hmm. but because we drink it in the morning and then at night with pan dulce and I just never really said anything. Or I think I said something to my aunt. She's like, Oh yeah, it's, it's fine. But I'm like, kids shouldn't be drinking coffee. And I was a kid <laughs> back then. And it was just so funny to see that, uh, reflect in other, um, parts of the continent okay yeah. yeah yeah I did read that the coffee thing was an important thing that they added from their research for the movie so like that was done on purpose that's cute I loved it <laughs> any other points uh no my, my other one was Bruno but we talked about it yeah I guess the other uh the other other group that I wanted to mention and like uh, folks with, you know, different gender identities or sexuality, you know, other identities that are really like stigma heavy that mm-hmm. I feel like can be resonated with Bruno's character too, you know, being othered and shunned from the family. Yeah. I'm glad that you, you mentioned that with Bruno again, because it just popped up in my head. I forgot to mention that like there is a theory going on that Bruno is autistic. Oh yeah. Cause they were saying how um, he has like that other character that he talks to. He's like superstitious with the knocking on the wood and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, hmm. Being more friendly with like animals, like the rats compared oh. to people <laughs> and stuff and just like people yeah. just not understanding him mm. and um someone made like a bunch of different um pictures just like describing them like oh wow yeah I think he is I can see that mm-hmm. that'd be nice yeah <laughs> I think wasn't there another I don't know if it was a Disney movie or they were thinking about having the protagonists um, have autism or just to bring it more to light. I don't know if it was a cartoon or something. I don't know, but I've heard of other characters that fans have like identified. Like I know people think that uh, Lilo from Lilo and Stitch Mm -hmm. is autistic. And I was looking at the different reasons. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I could see that. It's been years, but that's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) And that's another good movie to just talk about um, how we were talking about earlier with like 
cultures being colonized, like there's this part in Lilo and Stitch where um, Leilani gets fired from this luau thing. And then she like makes this comment like it's not a real luau anyway, because like um, that's like more like a spiritual thing for the indigenous people in Hawaii and um the mainstream culture is like kind of taking it over and just tried to make it like fun and stuff I was just like I read about that I'm just like what I didn't know that yeah I recently went to Hawaii and I, we, I know, yeah. yeah my <laughs> friend really wanted to go to a luau and I didn't know it was a spiritual uh practice which would make sense and mm-hmm. to hear you say that that it was it's it's being put on like a show mm-hmm. and now that makes me uncomfortable <laughs> but um yeah it would make me rethink about going to one now especially since it's so sacred and um yeah, yeah. and it's really expensive too mm-hmm. which stopped us from going yeah yeah like I think if I ever went to Hawaii I would want to do research and just try to find a way mm-hmm. to like honor their culture and not like make fun of it Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. I'll send you um places to go. There's this really nice museum that talks about their their history and what they're trying to do now. Um yeah. Okay. It's really interesting. Cool. Yeah. So um we're gonna move on to the movies impact. So like obviously representation is like a, a big thing, like with um I saw someone online talk about Peppa and Felix and he was like that's how my mom and dad are my mom has fair skin and my dad has dark skin and oh my gosh everyone in my family is like different like we all don't look the same and um there's like dark skin people in my culture but a lot of times they're not really seen if they're on television so I, I want to kind of get your opinion on that that is so true like I don't know why I didn't think about it like that maybe because Felix seems more Afro Latine but yeah that's those that's my parents except my dad is you know Maya but Mm -hmm. he's you know dark-skinned and my mom's very light-skinned um yeah definitely it was just it was really nice to see the you know different complexions and you're right like that's my family too different Mm -hmm. complexions everywhere and um we're all a family um even the hair textures yeah, that was so, yeah, it's so beautiful to see. Um, and I was thinking about um, uh, two things. So for the first one, it, you know, I, it really f- reflects where we are as a society now. And I hope even more so because I think we're just barely picking up where we've always been, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, the majority of us, um, you know, representation matters and, you know, uh that I feel like with every Disney movie that comes out, it just keeps getting better and better, um, mm-hmm. including more Black and Indigenous people of color. Um, but, and I hope to see a Disney movie about Maya folks. That would be amazing. I'd love to be on that board. Yeah. <laughs> that Familia <laughs> group. Um, uh, but with the Familia Disney staff, um, I was a little disappointed to see only one Afro-Latina on that set and maybe there's other folks that you know mm-hmm. weren't included mm-hmm. but for a movie that has so much representation to only see one afro-latina um work with this familia group was uh a little disheartening but um hopefully that wasn't the case um, yeah 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 I, I would think there would have been more just because it seemed like they got it right 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Came to just like showing just how like colorful that culture is. Yeah. I and know, not Colombian, but yeah, I hope, yeah. I hope they did. And I wonder what Twitter has to say about that. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you know, with um, in the Heights, when that came out, oh. there were like a lot of people who were upset with mm-hmm. women. Well, they were like, hey, like Dominicans, like they pretty much run that part of uh, Washington Heights. Why was every mostly everybody like really light? Like what's going mm-hmm. on here? Yeah. And I, I wouldn't have really like known that. Like I, I've like growing up, I didn't really understand like the difference. Like I just remember watching Sesame Street and seeing Maria. And like, I thought she was just black like me that who happened to speak Spanish. And I'm like, yeah. oh, she's Puerto Rican. She's from, you know, Puerto Rico. So like that information kind of like built it up over time. So like just hearing people say that, I was just like, oh, that's kind of sad. But yeah, um, I feel like they they got it right with Encanto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I heard about that too, and it's interesting to see that even though we're we're unified uh, in our own groups or cultures, sometimes that even with our differences, we want to be seen if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, like we, or I, I don't want to speak for those folks, but it, it sounds like, you know, they still want it to be seen and they know how uh, they look like, and that wasn't represented. So yeah. that was, I'm glad they spoke out about that because mm-hmm. it does matter. Yeah. yeah. So um, I want to move into Oh, unless you have something else to say about re- representation. No? Okay. I want to move into like some of the fan theories that are out there because I don't know, fans, they're just <laughs> they're wild. Yeah. Yeah. There's so <laughs> many different theories on there. Um so one is that Mira Bell didn't get a gift because she's gonna pretty much take the place of uh Grandma Alma one day. What do you think about that one? That was so cute to read. Mm -hmm. And it makes sense. Like, like she has to. Like, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. She reminds me of me sometimes. And I don't want to seem like cocky Mm -hmm. or anything. But I I just, that, like, I'm just in my own personal background. I'm trying to keep my quiche and my identity alive, like, since I was little. Um, sometimes I was made fun of, you know, you know, why are you so like proud to be Guatemalan? I'm like, what, <laughs> what are we all proud to be where we're from? And yeah, I just felt like it was, um, just something so near and dear to me. And then to just keep growing in that identity and knowing that, you know, my grandparents and parents, especially my dad's side are going to be probably the last ones to be fluent in that language. If we don't, um, keep it going, or at least keep practicing our um history and mm-hmm. um for her I feel like to keep in keeping her family together and keeping the house alive she she kept her her culture and her what makes her family special and I think that's um what I hope I hope I'm doing too um yeah. even though people might seem in, seem look at it negatively like maybe her grandma or don't understand why she's so passionate about that um that she keeps going So another theory is that the casita is actually um, Abuelo Pedro's soul. 
That was my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think that one's like the the truest. That was like number one to me. Mm-hmm. Because uh, you know, our, our spirits, our souls move on. We don't completely die when we leave our physical bodies. I believe and um our ancestors are always watching us and you know being there for us and with us and so that was just made me oh <laughs> yeah yeah that was a sweet one um what was another one so i think there was one saying that uh dolores was the real villain of the story uh, i don't know about that one i read it but why why do we have to have a villain <laughs> right i i did think it was interesting though when um the dad was like you know no one has to know and she's like i know <laughs> and then yeah, she yeah, like yeah. she like tells because <laughs> what was going on it's like you really couldn't have held that in you had to tell everyone right at dinner that that's like that's so my family like come home and um i think i'm bringing news to the family about something my uncle said and she tells me first, like my mom, I'm like, the news came so fast here. Like, yeah. Yeah. I also read something interesting about Dolores. And when she goes like that sound, that's like a Colombian thing. Like, um, it's like a sound that you make, like when you're embarrassed or something like that. Hmm. It's like, yeah, they said like they purposely put like that sound that she would make in like these awkward moments. Cause like huh. she also did it again with um when she's like Miro doesn't have a gift she's like ah! and then she like walks away. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I know. Uh, I feel like cult- like different groups have their own like not ticks but little like is isms that mm-hmm. gestures that are unique to them. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. There, there's so many fan theories. So I just wanted to kind of like touch on some of those and like there was one that I, I thought that was like too much they thought like Mirabelle didn't get her gift because right before she touched the uh candle and then she like wiped her hands on her dress yeah so that, like took them like no much no <laughs> I did like the one said that her absent gift symbolizes of what us mistakes and I think that one I think we see it that, you know, she's trying so hard to conserve like the magic that she lost the, the real sense of, or the sense of the real magic, which is her family, I think, and who they really are. Yes. Yes. And um, I don't know if I can find it now, but like they talked about how each of the gifts like mean something like the group of gifts. So I think like, um, the triplets was like the past, present, and future. And then I guess it's like kind of like the power of three. And then oh. um Peppa and Felix's kids, it's like hear no evil, see no evil. <sighs> I can't, can't find it. But like they had that. And then um with like Mirabelle and her siblings, it was like um beauty strength and then mirabelle is like brains like the smart one oh right yeah yeah huh 
Yeah, I, I like, I, I'm glad you said that because I, I noticed like different similarities, but I hadn't grouped them like that. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. yeah, so I thought that was a pretty interesting theory. I don't know if they meant to do that, but. I think so. Yeah, probably. <laughs> no, I'm going Disney. Yeah. Yeah, there's always some type of like hidden Easter egg and stuff in there. and Yeah, the eggs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I want to talk about kind of like other future possibilities. Like I read that Lin-Manuel is already trying to get Disney to put like a, a theme park ride for Encanto or maybe like an Encanto section of like Disney World or um, Disneyland, which I think that'd be kind of cool to see. Yeah, that's awesome. I haven't been to any of the Disney's, but that's also my bucket list. <laughs> Oh yeah, you gotta do that. <laughs> once. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and then I know that um there's talks of like doing like another movie or maybe like um like a series that'll either be in like Disney Channel or Disney Plus or something like that. But I'd be okay with them doing a series, but I don't want it to be like the Lion Guard. I don't know if you're familiar with the Lion Guard. Um, mm-hmm. So, because like they had Lion King 1, Lion King 2. And then um, like years ago, because like I think my kids were still kind of young and they were like, mom, the Lion Guard doesn't make any sense. Because like they had like this other child who like suddenly popped up and they're like, oh, you're the Lion Guard. And I'm just like, it just didn't make, <laughs> it didn't make any sense. They tried to make oh. it make sense. But following what happens in Simba's pride, it's like, did he die or something? Like, what? what is the purpose of this? So, like, I, I hope that they'll be smart <laughs> with yeah. how they do that. Because I don't think it really took on that well, to be honest. Huh. No, I haven't heard about it. But I would think that, yeah, they would do a much better job now. <laughs> yeah. 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 As we see in the movies. Mm-hmm. And then, you, like you said earlier, like you hope, like they'll kind of explore other, like you know, cultures and like movies or um, television shows, which I, I hope is like it's. I mean, I knew nothing about like the Thousand Years War, but like now yeah. I do because I did like some research by you know watching this movie. Yeah, it's it's nice to bring that those two together. Just not even for just kids, but like for us too. So mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So did you have any other hot takes or something from the movie yes. that you thought we missed? Just one that I wanted to mention. Yeah. Um, Isabel, the perfect daughter. Um, I was so intrigued by her at first because I tried to figure out like her, the angle that they were trying to portray her, like, you know, what was special or different about her. Um and I noticed out of the three sisters, she has uh, the darkest skin tone and mm-hmm. she was portrayed as perfect. So I really love that because it just, again, reminded me of like Maya communities and because of uh, some of our skin tones are darker and that we don't, we're sometimes not seen as human um, or just deemed unlovable and mm-hmm. don't deserve to live or be happy, successful in life. So I, I love that they portrayed her like this like she's perfect she's you know beautiful and um I really like that and also that she 
didn't have to fit this expectation of marriage because she's so flawlessly beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that she didn't end up with the man that her family expected her to be with. Yeah. Just because he liked her and they're both conventionally pretty. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Like, I didn't even think about that, but that was a really good point to make. Um, I also liked um, Dolores, like when they end up talking in the end and he's like, marry me. She's like, slow down. I'm like, yes, let's not just yeah. run off and get married. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, no, I guess like what we saw in uh, the other movie uh, with Elsa. Uh, Frozen. Um, Yes, that would <laughs> about how I feel like that's maybe when they started to not do the stereotypical princess meets her prince happy ending. Mm-hmm. And I like that because I feel like I've been just socialized to think that's what should happen, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, was there anything you wanted to like, promote or like if you wanted people to follow you anywhere or if you wanted to promote a cause now yes um if anyone's interested my instagram handle is ishkanil is i-x-q-a-n-i-l underscore um it's my maya noel sign so if you think about like the greek zodiac signs this is the maya noels um and i just want to promote that I hope everyone gets a chance if they feel safe to or open to talk to their families. And there's just so many stories that are forgotten about or left untold. And uh, one of the regrets, but also I did the best I could with the time and the time my family had and respect that, um, that I didn't have the chance to learn about my paternal grandfather when I was in uh in my territory with them but um I just hope everyone can can do that and sometimes it's not always possible we might not know where certain folks are or feel safe to do so but um to keep talking to the folks that you do feel safe to and it brings a lot of um I don't know it's it's just um a lot of love spirituality and just magic to 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 keep telling those stories I think it's really important. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, listeners, thank you for listening. And you know where you can find me. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, at Perky Podcast. And